I do. And I don't. Uh, Kat? Yes, Joel? What's your favorite day of the week? Monday. <laughs> Mine too. And it's because I do and I don't show podcast show gets posted all over the interwebs. That's right. We're on all the podcast streaming apps, networks. So you can uh, listen to us anywhere you go, anytime you are. And so check us out. Oh, but anyway, you're already listening. So that's the good news. So you're here. And what what is this show? This show is a marriage and relationship advice, advice podcast. podcast. We even touch on sex sometimes. Yeah, we'll finger that subject. <laughs> Even if it gets a little bit hairy. I mean, for my taste, I don't really care. And we really just try to focus on the tips. <laughs> focus on our tips. Um, and uh, yeah, so we spread our lips, we give this advice. <laughs> And uh, it's always anonymous. People ask us questions. They send them to I do and I don't show. They send them to Facebook and Instagram. I do and I don't show. <laughs> I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Um, and we're all, we're all over the webs. And they send us these questions. Kat reads them. I do. And what do you do? You, you study them. You read. Like I th- you have like a collection of uh, relationship advice books. You've written a book yourself. And you pour over them, you Wikipedia things, and you know you check LinkedIn, and then you have answers. I try to come up with clever answers, some yes. sort of in-depth guruish type of stuff. And then you come to me and you go, Joel, this is the question we got. And then I go, Well, here's the real answer. And you go, Yeah, you're right. That is a better answer than I could have ever researched. Ever in a gazillion billion years. Mm-hmm. Also, do I sound that whiny for? Yeah, real? you go, Joel. Really? Yeah, you're like question number one. Uh. <laughs> I'm sure I don't. There's sound a lot like of that. vocal fry. You're like, Oh my goodness, like this is crazy. I don't talk like that, do I? All the time. Uh, All of my years uh, of theatrical training have been undone then. The one the one remark I get more than anything else on this podcast is Kat has a great voice. Aww. Oh, Kat has such a great voice. What does she look like? What do I look like? I go, she looks like Pippi Longstockings. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you have the red hair. Um, but shorter. That's what it, And the stockings are not as long. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. No, I just pull up a picture. And then what do they say? They go, whoa, she's a babe. They're the people, like, they're, I mean, I don't know if they're going to regularly listen to the podcast, but they certainly go. And then, then it depends on the, like, who this person is, but oftentimes they'll say, if they're a guy, are you banging this broad? (laughs) And then what do you say? I go, no. No. No, we're we're co-hosts. They're like, What? Then other people, like uh, young lady, other young ladies, will be like, "Oh, you guys have such amazing chemistry," mm-hmm. and I go, "Oh, that's true," you know. And um, then they'll also say, "Are you banging this broad?" <laughs> well, I would be lying if I told you that no one had asked me the same question. They ask you the question, but do they say that I have a nice voice? Okay. Uh, and smart and talented because I think once people have heard the podcast, they then kind of like deep dive to see what else you do. And then they find your YouTube channel and can hear you sing. And they're mm. like, you know, so I got a lot of, um, what if you and Joel are supposed to be together? These people that, well, we already touched on like soulmates and things like that. It's all BS. Yeah. It's total bullshit. 
We made it extremely clear that we're not getting involved with our coworkers. Yeah. So please stop asking us. There was extreme clarity on that. Extreme clarity. Everyone on the internet and beyond, stop asking. Well, I mean, you can ask. (laughs) We're shutting it down. No, like, I think think we should keep the will they, won't they question open. It's like moonlighting. Moonlight, the movie, mo- the, the show, show yeah, Civil yeah. Shepherd, Bruce Willis. Yeah, but let's try to find a more recent. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm so old, Joel. <laughs> it's like that show from the seventies. <laughs> um, it's like any will they, won't they type of, which it happens in all sorts of shows, and it's what keeps people tuned in. Will they or won't they? Yeah. So we may or may not um, sleep together. I mean, right now, it's heavily on the may not. <laughs> so heavy in this moment, actually. But we don't know what the future holds. <laughs> okay. Who knows if we just get the right question. If you send us the right question that we just really connect on the answer, <sighs> anything's possible. The question will be, Joel, um, how many shades of magenta have you seen Kat's face at this point? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> No, not all of them. Oh, really? There's oh. <laughs> okay. See, there you go. Now I'm curious. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> go down that rabbit about hole. Three ways to find out. But again, another go down her rabbit hole for another time. Okay, let's get into our first yeah, question. First question. I need a drink of water. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. <clears throat> Dear cat, and in parentheses, and Joel. <laughs> all right, I know where I stand with this person. <laughs> My boyfriend and I have been very transparent about our sexual past, or at least I thought so. Mm. Recently, I learned that years before we started dating, he had a male-male-female threesome. Mm. I'm certain I'd specifically asked him about this before we got serious, but he told me at the time this isn't something he'd ever done. Mm. How do I reconcile the fact that he lied about this, plus deal with the obviously homosexual connotations of the fact that he had a sexual encounter with another man? Interesting. So we're dealing with someone who feels lied to, I suppose, like um, somebody that wasn't forthcoming with some sort of information, but she thinks she asked him about it. Does she know for sure she asked him about it? Um, So maybe she just has to trust that Maybe she didn't ask him about it or like what did he say? I was about to say, I can't think of a time where I have ever explicitly and specifically asked someone, have you had a male, male, female threesome? Right. But I've definitely asked that specific question before. (laughs) So that argument has no weight. Like I would say, well, you know, like, you know what, to be honest with you, I've, I would have probably asked somebody if they are somebody that that would like that I had this inkling that they may experience something like that and not even like the first time but you know you you're with somebody for a while and then you're like wait a second would did you do a thing with two guys you know I an entire rugby team once <laughs> yeah. have you just been you know spit roasted as they say when you say gangbang <laughs> institute <laughs> was it just a bunch of cute girls please you fingers crossed was it just a bunch of cute girls um but yeah, so, uh, but you know, uh, what is the, do you, how transparent, like if he, if she didn't ask him about it and it was just something that never came up or he just never 
volunteered. Is that wrong? Do you have to volunteer your all your sexual Absolutely history? Absolutely not. Also, Under like any who, circumstance, do you have to do that? By the way, who's asking other people's numbers anymore? I know oh, that that wasn't really. I, that's a question here, I will never answer. Like, how many people have you like? Who cares? A, I've lost count, and B, <laughs> I am never answering that question. It's so offensive. Like, what difference does it make? I get tested regularly. That's right. all anyone That's needs to worry kind about. Of all the, like, but then again, um, for argument's sake, is there does does the number of people you've slept with, or that you're? And by the way, this is the other thing. I don't need to know how many people you've slept with, Kat, to know that the number is astronomical. <laughs> you don't. Know I'm that. teasing, but the idea. That, I bet you've slept with more people than I have, uh, actually. I don't know. I don't know. I think so. But the idea is that you know you can understand someone's sexual proclivity. Can you? Okay, maybe not number, but you know uh-huh. what I mean? I, I think the question is more, not this question, but when you're asking about someone's number, what does it tell you? Mm-hmm. Is it like the openness or the ease in which you would start sleeping with someone? Or your <laughs> the degree of detachment that you have in the maybe realm of sex? those types of things. But like you can learn those things without lo- looking at... And, and, and even, but not, you don't get enough information from the number of people someone slept with. No, you don't. Absolutely not. You know, you also could be like, hey, you know, they're actually quite conservative, but then there was a year that they kind of went down. There was a bender. <laughs> yeah, they went on. Or they could of- have been in a long-term relationship that was extremely adventurous and picked up like all kinds of awesome stuff in the midst of that. Sure. Like when I'm asking someone about their sexual past, it's not because I care necessarily about how many people they've slept Mm. with, but I'm curious about what they've learned along the way or what they've yet to explore that they're still interested in learning about. Right. And that's, that. I would agree that that's kind of, but the conversation never is like, how many people have you slept? It's more like, oh, well, uh, you know, have you ever done this? How many male, male, female threesomes have you had? Yeah. Yeah. How many? How many? (laughs) (laughs) I've had exactly seventeen. Seventeen. But then, Uh, how do they? That's not true. How do they even happen? You know. Um, But so these people, uh, at least this this uh, girl, seems a little bit uptight in a sense. Well, she's upset that it happened and she didn't know about it because I guess they did have an opportunity to discuss their sexual past at some point in this relationship. They've been very transparent, allegedly. And then she seems to be quite preoccupied with this idea that this now makes him some degree of homosexual. Oh, yeah, there's that element of the question, which is kind of like, you. now I know that you actually are a bit gay. <laughs> I would like to speak on behalf of adventurous women everywhere and once and for all put the kibosh on the notion that having a male-male female threesome has to make you in any way gay. Okay, so this is an interesting uh, thing to talk about because now you've said that you're bi. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, there's no question that you've had female, female, male threesomes because you, you, not to say that, you know, you've been in a polyamorous relationship and I think you did say that that did have some of that at least earlier on. Yeah. But, um, so that did like your bi-ness sort of probably like you were experiencing a bisexual experience like you would have fooled around with her body parts as well, I yes. guess is what would yeah. make somebody buy. So um, in a male, male, female um, threesome, maybe there isn't a lot of the guy giving the other guy head. <laughs> There's definitely not. I mean, unless that is something you... They want to do. You want to do, yeah. right. But for, for like 
I guess when we when most people would think of that, they would think of the guys aren't really touching each other. Not necessarily, no. They really don't need to have that much contact. Yeah, but the the girls kind of getting it from both ends. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like, if you're confused about it, watch some porn. Like, it, yeah. it's pretty evident. You can totally have an, a sexual engagement without the two male partners touching each other. Yeah. They also, may have to touch a little bit it, for certain just positions. Just, like, maneuvering, fine. But yeah. here's the thing about homosexuality. It's a spectrum. Mm. I said it before, there are very few people who are like completely and entirely heterosexual. Like it's very rare. Um, and if, I, I don't know, I just don't. Sorry, it's very rare that people are completely heterosexual? Yeah. Like 100%, 100% dyed in the wool heterosexual. It's, it's rare. Men? I think so. Okay. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Do you think that there are more like I feel like there's a dudes? I, I feel like there's a a sliding scale of like masculine to more effeminate right type of men because I know that I'm not the most masculine man in the world right but I also feel like they're like for guys who are like straight if we can use that term mm-hmm. um, they're just like there's they I I feel like majority are just like no i couldn't imagine like i couldn't imagine experience being with another man in any in, in any real sexual way like okay so then kissing I guess another guy like i couldn't imagine it you can't imagine it no <laughs> yeah so i feel like there's like a hard fast and then there are those people that probably have more of a spectrum that maybe are more straight but have experimented a bit and then you're more just like full on gay, mm-hmm. not interested in women in any way. Um, but I would say that majority wise, and I could be way wrong, but I would like guys right in <laughs> all, the, all these <laughs> heterosexual question question mark questioning guys that the Q and the LGBT. so how would how would we then define like 100 percent hetero? Are you 100 percent hetero if you are? okay with being naked with another dude in the same room? Well, I think it's, you know, it's a spectrum, but I think it's also where, I think it's a mindset is really where these things change. Mm -hmm. Because, like, as I say, I can't get my head around a male encounter. Right. Like, on any, like, I I can kiss my best friend Adam on the cheek. He cringes. (laughs) But I can kiss him on the cheek and I feel, but I feel no like sexual or like that, the, none of that energy is there. Mm-hmm. Like it's really just like very platonic and more of a joke than anything. But yeah. I, I love him, but I don't have that. Like there's not, nothing there. Like I know the sex, like I know those feelings and they only occur towards women. I can't, like I can't get my head around it. Like so I couldn't. What about when you were hitting on Mark all the time? I never. Was it, that was like a joke? When and, I hugged him when you, and I say he's so cute. You, he's cute. What did I do to hit on him? Well, there was a, it was sexual. <laughs> it was sure it wasn't. I think that if any, if you got any of those types of vibes, they were, um, for the most part, jokes. Or for completely Jokingly jokes. gay? Is that a thing? Yeah, I'm, jokingly. I'm jokingly gay. No, but like I, I really appreciate Mark as a person. So like I enjoy interacting with him but what did i do i don't remember like wanting to cup his balls <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember 
Like, I guess I'll touch, like, guys' chests sometimes. But I really, like, there's no, like, it's kind of the idea of, like, moving one step further. Right. So, like, a kiss. A kiss. Okay. I I can't imagine it. It doesn't disgust me. But I'm just like, oh, that would feel weird. Like, that's, oh, like, I'm not interested. And I think that that's where the mindset thing is. I wonder if you're not interested because you've been conditioned to not be interested. <laughs> stop pushing me, cat. <laughs> stop trying to make me. <laughs> stop trying to have a male, male threesome, female threesome with me. <laughs> I'm navigating my way through that. I don't know if it's a conditioning or what it is, but I mean, to be honest, you know, if we're going to subscribe to the idea that homosexuality is a genetic thing and that it's not a choice in any way, mm-hmm. then I, obviously my heterosexuality 100% is a is a genetic thing that it, that is that is who I am. I do, cannot. So I don't know if society's programmed me or you know what it is, but I don't feel that you know for my whole life I've never had that sort of drive. So um, yeah, I wouldn't subscribe to the idea that most people are a bit gay. Okay, I don't think that's true. But um, but anyway, the, the so. And that only reinforces this idea that this guy could have had a male, male, female threesome and have nothing gay about it. Okay. But yeah. it could have been a bit gay. We don't know for yeah. sure. And you can ask him about that. But it doesn't have to, it doesn't mean it was gay. So and does she have any kind of basis to being outraged about this, really? Even like, if it was a bit gay. It's none of her business. It's none of her business. <laughs> and she can talk about that. But also, like, what's her incredible fear of gay? Yeah. You know, so like he's made his choice. He's with you now, presumably right. only with you. Right. Um, and if he if, look, look, this is a great opportunity for her to get fucked by two guys at the same time. I mean, see, that's that was that was my takeaway. Was I was takeaway. like, oh, well, that door's already been opened once. You could maybe open it again. But or your favorite thing, which is um, somebody has se- she can have him having sex with her, and then someone else can just be masturbating in the corner watching. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> I think it's one of your things that you enjoy. Is it? Am I wrong? I don't know that I've ever done that before. Well, um, I'm going to think about it a lot. I mean, I don't want to. I, I don't feel. want to give away the plot of your book. Uh, it's not really the plot, but that is one of the elements to your sex scene in your book. Yeah, she imagines the guy in the corner watching. Oh yeah, she does. I forgot about that part. So that's where I'm taking. I'm going. I'm going. Oh, the cat has it. And by the way, I think you've also mentioned that in other types of conversation or other times to me. So <laughs> I feel like if it's not something you actively know is your thing, it's, it's latent. Very latent. <laughs> I'm a latent exhibitionist. You want somebody to watch while you uh, while someone else bangs you? Yeah, I'm going to put that on my bucket list. That's never happened for you. And it's something that you definitely are interested in. It happened sort of in a roundabout way, but there were a lot of other people involved. So I don't, it wasn't really the focus. It wasn't like three people in a so room. So is, is it like, like if we want to go down this rabbit hole for a moment, oh, if Jesus. you're. I, I walked into this, didn't I? <laughs> okay. Yes. So like go. if, if this fantasy were to come true. Mm-hmm. So obviously the person you're having sex with, you have a connection with them. But that other person watching, is there a significance to who that is? Well, I think that's a, the interesting question, right? Like yeah. maybe the person I'm having sex with, I don't have a connection to. Ooh, so it's the, uh, they, I think they're calling this a cuckold. Situation. I hate that term. I, I do too. I hate that term. It's why do like, we hate that term? I, I don't know why I hate it. 
it makes me angry because it implies that the woman is the possession of the guy who's being cuckolded. That's uh, why I get pissed yes. at it. And like, so he's a real loser because some other guy gets to plow his, his, property. his property. Yeah. And that, and makes that me... other guy's a stallion and he's just this loser yeah. who sits there watching it yeah, all no. forlorn. I think that sucks. I hate it because it's overused. <laughs> <laughs> it came up, it just suddenly came up as a term. Like this wasn't. This did, I didn't wasn't in my purview for many for most of my life. Yeah. But in the last few years, have you noticed this to be true, or have you always had, kind of had this term floated around? Mm, I haven't seen an upswing in using. Okay, this term. so it's probably just me and what I've been exposed to, maybe. But I've just <laughs> seen it more often, and and so in the comedy community, mm-hmm. I just see a lot of them, and I think it's because it's like an easy thing to say that maybe will elicit a laugh. Oh, this cuckold came over and blah, 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 you know. And I'm like, wow, everyone's consistently using this word way too much. Yeah. And and it seems like it's kind of crass. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. I think it's really misogynistic. Yeah. Hmm. So however the idea of having someone watch me have sex is yeah. highly appealing. But so but this other guy isn't a cuckold really. He he's excited to watch you experience pleasure. Yeah, I wouldn't want it. Him on. I wouldn't want it to be an upsetting experience no, for anybody no. involved. So but, he's kind of into it. And yeah. you're you're like there and um so so that is, so in your in this fantasy that I've sprung on you <laughs> this is because it's not really your that I've you, never thought about ever until this. Not moment. true. It, it's been there, Kat. <laughs> it's been in the back of that, your mind, unless you're completely, you know, poker facing it, and you're like, yeah, it's the only thing I've ever wanted. <laughs> um, <laughs> how does he know? Is it that obvious? It's because you're my soulmate. <laughs> Will they or won't they? <laughs> it's, a, it's a new podcast title, not I do and I don't. It's will they or won't they? Um, but so you think that's the scenario or would it be someone that you, you're you with and then a, you they, you guys invite a stranger to watch? In to watch us. Is I don't know. I don't know. I think both have their appeal. I feel like it would be really hard for me not to involve the third person though. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't just leave them sitting there. That just seems mean. I feel like maybe if you um, if you guys enjoy a sort of uh, domination type play, especially if this is your partner that's watching, and you the game is that you may not participate, mm-hmm. so it's very frustrating. So you maybe will feel turned on by the idea that he's there, like completely, like, Ugh. and then the other guy is the one that's you know um, getting to have sex with you, and and he has to kind of imagine himself vicariously through this other stranger. This is eliciting no physical response from me right now. You're not into that at all? Totally not into it. You're lying. (laughs) (laughs) I can see your erection through your pants. Um, (laughs) All right. So um, let's just hold on. I'll run and get you a towel and then we'll. um, Okay. So. What is this question? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Where are we? What's my so name? So she can just lighten up. And if she doesn't want to be with someone that's been with another guy in a threesome that wasn't probably gay at all. I mean, and also talk to him, you know. Maybe. Yeah, if you can bring this up in a conversation and not be super judgmental and just be curious. Yeah, because then... like, hey, by the way, there's a lot of um, guys, you know, you'll be around a naked guy on a, a nudist beach, for instance, you know. Like, you don't know. Maybe, I don't know if this guy's a nudist. Maybe he just has the mentality of a nudist. But, uh, 
What does that mean? What is the mentality? He just is fine with being around other naked men who are fully aroused and inside another person. I think yeah. that's a different mentality. Yeah, it's it's just a nudist, you know, walking around. These these are um, chubby people walking around on uh, oh. nudist beaches, and here are two guys fully in a sexual uh, situation. But anyway, um, yeah, she's she doesn't have to be with someone who is that um, open and uh, <laughs> lives that and fun kind of, and, and fun, if you will. Um, but she can also just be like, oh, I guess maybe you forgot to tell me or. If she, if there is, you know, maybe he thought it would scare her away if he mentioned it. What if that? What if that's the case? He's like, okay, this is a good girl, and I'm just using that. Don't judgy, get angry. Don't judgy, get angry. Judgy. But this is a this is a girl that's not open to those uh, situations. This is a girl who I could introduce to my mother. Yeah, this is a girl you take home. Fuck you, Joel. <laughs> Fuck you so hard. <clears throat> Will they or won't they? <laughs> this is this is a. Uh, I want to say wholesome. That's oh. also going to be offensive. But we know what they mean. I don't. This is a girl who isn't open sexually to those more, uh, what would we call them, adventurous scenarios. Um, so I don't really want to let her know that I had sex with someone with another guy and, you know, participating. So he withholds that information or he literally answers, he lies like, what, if that was the scenario, what would you say? Like, he was wrong to lie? Yeah, lying. Yeah. But, um, you know, now what? Like, can you forgive that? This conversation's making me hungry. <laughs> For what? <laughs> <laughs> For two sausages. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, um, yeah, you can forgive that, I think. That's a forgivable reason i suppose yeah so anyway talk about it yeah talk about it don't be judgmental talk about it and or invite a buddy over (laughs) (laughs) you need a third party in the room to have this conversation get one of your exes involved oh wow okay next question sure dear i do and i don't i'm in a relationship that's six months in length and my partner and i do three things consistently the first is that we tell each other we love each other all the time The second is that we argue a lot about inconsequential things and we go in circles with no resolution. Mm. And the third thing we do is have sex. A lot. Mm. Is this normal? Is this the foundation of a decent relationship? Or should I be looking at some red flags? You are looking at some red flags. (laughs) Um, Is this normal? We could just ignore that because the things are, there's no normal, but... Is this a foundation of a healthy relationship? At least they're saying, I love you a lot. I, you know, to me, like the outlier is the arguing. And frankly, that sounds like many of the relationships I've had. You know, what? but the, the I love you thing is a question too. Because it's like, how often do you need to validate someone, right? And, it, and, it, and it, on the surface, we can go, oh, if you tell someone you love them as much as possible, that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But if you are constantly arguing, and then maybe, yes, you're in this case, they're banging. That's nice. 
but then on the other and then the all the other time like the only kind of good conversation you have is really you guys just saying the words over and over again <laughs> i love you 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 do you think that's what she meant you know i i feel like this is probably more common and I, and i know that in younger relationships i experienced some of this which was the the thing where it's almost like we have nothing else to say to each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's nice to say I love you. Yeah. And so we keep on, and also because the arguing is so prevalent, because this is happening so much and there's a lot of unrest, constantly, we have to constantly say I love you because that's kind of this glue, but it's almost more like duct tape because it's like we're kind of <laughs> trying to keep this stupid thing together that's falling apart. And the way we are going to do it is by constantly saying these words that, after a while, mean absolutely nothing. Mm, so you think you can wear out? I love you. In this, con- like in this context or certain contexts, it's I don't know if wear out is the right term, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of the idea that if you're constantly, if your partner is constantly breaking down and crying over the le- the smallest little thing, when they cry over something real, you go, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. Because you've cried over everything. If you say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you constantly, it loses its meaning. So yes, I guess you're right. It wears it out. Interesting. So in this case, it's like, I feel like these people are, they they have no real um, actual connection that that goes beyond sex, which just sounds like that's great. That That's a good physical connection. Mm-hmm. They enjoy that. Or at least... That's one of the ways they feel intimately connected. That is such a good question, though. Like, where are you connecting beyond sex? Right. What, what are the points of um, collaboration? What do you have in common in terms of your interests? Are you laughing? Do you make yeah. each other laugh? Yeah. Are you, you know? having fun together beyond getting naked? Yeah. Can you go for a walk? They, it seems like they can't do anything without it's, we're going to, Hey, let's have this argument. That that'll be fun because that we are so bored with each other. <laughs> that let's have this other. I know that we're not getting anywhere with it. I know it doesn't mean anything, but it's so fun just to go around these circles and and bicker about these things. And and you know why? Because it also shows you care. Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're taking the time to like kind of <laughs> like beat me down like we're both being beaten down and exhausted and sucking our energy out of each other See, this is a point that i had in my notes which is that sometimes people learn that that's what love looks like that's a good point yeah like they don't know that you don't always have to be arguing it about doesn't something have to be full of stress doesn't have to be a fight no there's nothing sometimes there's nothing to fight about guys mm-hmm. just have a fun conversation play boggle <laughs> Like there's fun things, Boggle's not truly fun, I guess, but <laughs> there are fun things you can do that like, the, the, the thing about relationships that sometimes we forget, and when you're, when you're doing a hookup, it's so convenient because it's like, come over and have sex with me and then leave. Mm-hmm. You know, the, o- the only amount of time you spend together is the sex time. Yeah. So that's probably why people really enjoy hookups sometimes. But if you're spending time with somebody, the sex is like, what, what percentage of the time you spend with them, right? Like 24 hours a day, you're, are you having sex for 2.4 hours? That would be 
10%. And that's Mm -hmm. a lot. That's a long time for most people. Yeah. Sex would be more probably an average. What would you say? 20 minutes? (laughs) Or is the average more than that? Like, I mean, the average, I guess, maybe 20 minutes. It's hard to know. My average, no, not 20 (laughs) minutes, but. Nor mine, Kat. uh, (laughs) But so, but let's just say the average. Average person. Average. (laughs) That's us assuming, I guess, that that would be what most people do. Yes. (laughs) Those other people. We're making a judgment call there, but let's say it's 20 minutes. Okay. That's what? That like 0.1% of the day? That's not very much time. Okay. So that's your sex. Mm -hmm. And you can maybe, we we could give you guys like one full, no, that'd be 1%. That's right. We could even try to say like two, maybe even 5% of your day is it's sex. Or and then sex what related. are you filling the rest with? Yeah. I love yous and fighting. And fighting and then actually sleeping. So that's nothing. Like that's not a relationship. No, you have to look and see what else is in the container. Yeah, there's no foundation. There's no, there's, it's not a foundation. It's not a relationship. No. You're, you're, you found somebody to just like, you guys are like cats scratching at a post. Mm-hmm. And that's entertaining for you guys because you're just dumb cats. But like, <laughs> you need more. Eventually, the carpet's going to wear off. Yeah, you have to buy a new post. Um, <laughs> but the the metaphor is dead there. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, this is horrible. End it and go find someone that you can have a fun conversation with yeah. and that you can communicate well with. And if you have a discussion or argument, you can have that conversation and it can be resolved and you can move on and you don't constantly say, I love you. No, I love you, baby. I would never hurt you, baby. I would never hurt you, baby. I'm always going to be there for you, baby. I'm always going to be there for you, baby. Those are words that don't mean anything if all you do is bicker and bang. I think it's really good. I think you're very wise, first of all. Mm, I think it's namaste. very good to... <laughs> Did you say namaste? Yeah. Why? Namaste. Okay. We're switching roles here. I think it's very wise to look at your relationship and imagine that sex had to be taken off the table for an extended period of time. And then what are you left with? Mm -hmm. Do you even, and like, you know, a lot of the time I've been in relationships that are, they're more friendship based and there may be sex involved. (laughs) Can't confirm nor deny. Um, and even if sex is out of the equation, there's still a real friendship there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not a big hookup guy, you know. Um, so, you know, I really appreciate this person. Like, yeah. I really, you know, I, I will communicate with them beyond genitals being involved. Mm-hmm. Because I like who they are, you know. And if you are in a relationship and you don't like that, you can't even accomplish that. That's, that's a problem. It's not, this is no kind of relationship. It may surprise you to learn that I am also no good at casual sex. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm good at it, but I, I don't like <laughs> I'm it. I'm good at all sex. What am I talking about? <laughs> no, but I, I, you're, you, as much as you're an open person, I believe that you would be someone that needs a connection. Yeah. Like something that's uh, tangible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. How come when you do your imitation of me, I sound like Mr. Burns? <laughs> I think like every, it, I do, a, it's not Trump, but like every, because Trump, I always kind of default to a bit of a uh, Trump sort of. <laughs> so my sexy voice sounds like Donald You're like, Trump. like, hey, my name's Kat Skinner. Wow. Uh, um, we're going to be open by uh, Easter. <laughs> oh, I was open at Easter. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> the next question. <laughs> 
no. No, I knew you were going to do it. I could see it in your eyes. I'm like, that sound is coming back. All right, it, didn't, it didn't pick up that well. Are we on? It was a, we're on question three. I think we have to be. Question number three. This is a long one. You have to listen. Whoa. Can you pay attention? We've really ranted. This, is, this has been a heavy, this has been a really like powerful episode. Um, so question number three, <laughs> why did you make that face? I don't know. Uh, okay, ready? Are you ready for it? Ready. Okay. My partner moved into my place in November. Our relationship has been complex, and though we disconnect more frequently than I would like, we seem to be able to come back together again each time, both having learned more about ourselves. This pandemic has really created a divide. The early stages sparked a lot of fear in me, and I confess that there was a lot of panic and very little logic. He was much more level in his approach, though he did try to accommodate my requests for safety, even though he felt like they didn't make logical sense. Then it became clear he was no longer abiding by the restrictions we'd agreed to. Some of them compromised his ability to work, he's been considered an essential worker, and some of them compromised his ability to see his family, who also share his calmer approach to COVID. When I felt like he'd betrayed my trust one too many times in short succession, I asked him to move out. Now I'm afraid I made a mistake. He says he had trouble being transparent because my reactions were so huge. When I look at the things he wanted to be able to do, I can't justify why they are wrong or any more dangerous than a trip to the grocery store. We've talked about this, and I've admitted that perhaps I should have asked for a break rather than ask him to leave altogether. I feel a tremendous amount of regret and sadness about all of this, and I want to repair things. He does too, but he won't move back in. How do we re rebuild trust through this? How can I show him that I regret my decision and am committed to making things work? So this is uh, quite the saga. <laughs> Indeed. So this is Star Wars episode one through three. <laughs> They're the, the, and not the original Star Wars, the ones with the bad dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so what is the heart of this question? How, what did I do this wrong? What is it? How do we rebuild trust? How do we rebuild trust? So, but what, I don't think that is the question because where the trust breach came when he didn't follow the ridiculous rules the other person put in place. That's right. Um, but that's not, and then in hindsight, this, the listener um, felt that maybe they were a little bit over the top with their requests. Mm -hmm. And I guess there was a breach of trust in the other person being evicted from their home too. Right. Okay, that's where the other person can't trust that it's they're not just going to go down the same exactly. rabbit hole. Yes. Um, but we've been dealing with a lot of questions which um, kind of speak to like the this COVID situation highlighting greater issues. Now, was the only issue <laughs> and the only thing that caused dissent between these two people, even pre-COVID somehow, um, was that this one issue? Is that really where the whole thing falls apart? Is fear and someone else not having the same fear and being more lackadaisical and then maybe, yeah, not wanting to respect that person's maybe, um, what's the word? Fear that is unfounded fear or something like that. I mean, I think there's an argument that could be made to say that that is true. That there were other issues? Well, that that 
underlying fear might have been a huge issue pre-COVID as well. Yeah, but how could that even be in existence when there was no COVID? Well, maybe the fear comes from a place that isn't pandemic related. Uh So there's an issue beyond, like maybe this relationship uh, isn't going to stand the test of time either way, but Mm -hmm. we don't have enough information in order to comment on that. But, But my point being that we've seen people making the things in COVID cause such issues that split these people apart or make them want to go to the other thing and whatever. Um, And maybe that microscope of COVID is just like, okay, telling you or the listener or these people, yeah, this isn't the one, this isn't right. This This isn't right. This doesn't work. And why not? Well, in this case, um, we can see that generally the communication is horrible, mm-hmm. you know, and on both sides. Yep. And maybe a great, uh, maybe there's a good reason why this guy doesn't want to communicate uh, in a reasonable way because this girl's going to bite his head off. Yep. But why is that the case? Where does that bite your head off thing come from? Is that because this whole time this person's always been reasonable and never at all reacted in their own way or (laughs) never been dismissive why does this person feel the need to lose their mind or not need but react that way Uh because of other issues that have happened before so maybe other issues in this particular relationship in this relationship where like this where the 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 soft way has not really worked and Mm -hmm. so this person gets worked up and goes what the i need i need this also you know did they mention if there was children involved or anything? No, like they that? didn't mention that. But like sometimes if there were, sometimes children involved will heighten everything. 100%. Right? So th- you know, these reactions are kind of mama bear reactions, you know. So there's a lot going on here that we don't really fully know, but I think that if you if if you've come to a point where, you know, the communication is that damaged or difficult to kind of do, that might be enough of a struggle that makes it difficult to repair, you know? Or or maybe I should say that's where the thinking has to happen. That's where the exploration has to happen, where it's like, okay, why is this communication happening this way? Yeah. And how can it be adjusted? Can it be adjusted? Or, or can it be? Or are we chalk and cheese, oil and water, where we get together and either you're going to be dismissive and run away and not communicate with me, and that's going to make me go crazy, you know, or you're going to communicate with me, and because we really don't see eye to eye on these issues, I will, I can't get through to you, and I'm going to lose it. Yeah. You know? Well, that's not a good, that's like, where, why? why? Just walk away from that. <laughs> It's too much effort. It's just not, it's not, you're not compatible. Like that's where the... I think there's real truth to that because I I think, I mean, I know that there are relationships that you can have that can really serve to illuminate all of the things that you still need to work on as a person. Mm. And you can either take that up together and be committed to just understanding that's what your dynamic creates and supporting each other through it. 
or it will be a total shit show. Yes, and but that cat. But is there a world in which uh, this is a bit of a not exactly uh, comparable? But like I saw this meme, I think on Facebook, where this uh, guy, this, this girl goes, "My dad used to always complain that my mom had this mug collection and all these mugs, and he's like, all these stupid mugs. Why do you have these mugs?" Now her new husband built her a shelf just for her mugs <laughs> to display the mugs. So this is a difference in like, this is like a philosophical difference in personality or maybe not philosophical, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like these are different people. There's someone who's going to be like, yes, I, maybe this whole COVID thing isn't, I, I don't want, don't live in fear. You know, like maybe they're like a little hug you and say, don't live in fear. It's not the end of the world. But yes, we can use these precautions because why not play it safe? You know, whatever. This person will feel the same way that the writer feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and in in going kind of beyond that, in other aspects of communication, they will be like, oh, yeah, we communicate on the same level where we relate. Because it's not always something wrong with the one person or something that the other person has to deal with. Sometimes it's just a vast difference in approaches. Right. And that's fine. The approach is fine. The, the blowing up thing isn't fine. No, But where course. does that come from? Is that just something that needs to be worked on? Okay. But if that's the reaction to just like this like chemical imbalance that's happening in the room, then that's not necessary. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a real like soul searching that both people would need to do. But like how much compromise is too much compromise in a relationship? Well, it depends on, like this isn't even a question of compromise. Because no. what is the one person going to compromise? Their, um, their personality? Like the, the way they view the world? <laughs> like, you know, if it's, if it's a matter of like, okay, I'll let, I get it. You should be able to go visit your family. Or, yes, you're right, that is just as dangerous as going to a grocery store. If it, it's all on that level, if that's all this is, then, yeah, you can learn to compromise or you can go, yeah, okay, I was wrong, I, I overreacted, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But if it's something that, like, that style of communication and that lack of understanding, and I feel like there's an element of dismissiveness. There's, like, the thing, like, I know from my own just my personality, being dismissed is the most infuriating thing for me. <laughs> if someone just kind of like waves me off yeah. emotionally or or via text or, you know, those things, that, eh, your feelings and things that doesn't really matter. I get so angry. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an angry person, but like I do, it wells up inside me and I'm like, for, forget it. Um, so if somebody is just like, meh, like, I can't deal with that. So if this one person feels, is is like me and feels dismissed a lot, yeah. of course there's going to be this breaking point where small things or just like, or, or in this case, COVID feels like a big thing mm-hmm. and maybe even arguably is a big thing. That, of course, is going to result in a huge kind of explosion because that person's going to be as dismissive as they have been about all the other things. And now it's serious. You're not <laughs> listening to me, right? 
Yeah, so you're saying then, um, rather than try to rebuild trust, maybe they need to look long and hard at why it came apart in the first place. Yeah, and say, is this something that should be apart just because I'm now in COVID times without a COVID companion right? and I've lost some, I love this person. I really appreciate this person. Mm -hmm. They're a great person, you know? Um, You got to go, yeah, but are they great for me? In what context? Why are these things happening? And maybe they can rebuild, but maybe that happens with like, oh, what, what went on in our communication Mm -hmm. that, that that came made this explode? Yeah. You know? And how has that shown up for us pre- previously? Yeah. Prior to COVID, how mm-hmm. does that look? Yeah. So. Because if COVID is the catalyst, there was stuff leading up to it before that. Chances are, yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, it's always that pressure cooker mm-hmm. or whatever appliance you want to put Dutch these people oven. in. <laughs> You're in that Dutch oven with that guy. It stinks. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's that's what I would say. Do you think that that's good advice i think it's great advice mm-hmm. is that it's an epic episode <laughs> I'm not gonna we throw... did it we did it. <laughs> i'm not gonna throw you a curveball this time no curveball today but we do have that new segment stay tuned for uh, episode 31 <laughs> for hopefully our curveball um this is i do and i don't show and we're at gmail.com and on facebook and instagram and if you find us and add us we will kiss you well, we're I'm not going to touch I'm you. I'm not kissing anybody. We're not going to touch you, but we're going to um, say thanks. Hey, you're going to get a lot of perks by following. I feel like we can help people. You know, like you listen to this uh, question about these people that are constantly arguing and constantly se- having sex with each other. It's like, you know, come to us. If you know people, because we must all know people that have these Insane weird relationships, relationships yeah. that they maybe think is normal have have them send us a question and ask us if even if it's normal or what like if there's something you don't like in a relationship try because we would we would love to help people i really feel like we can help people i feel like we can as well and uh i just can't believe that people are existing in these these scenarios where it's just like what are you you're not that's not a relationship it's not you know so please if you know people that have weird I, we say weird, but I, it's not we. I said weird, but I mean just like questionable relationships. Suggest that they send us a question or send us a question on their behalf. Yeah. You yeah. know, and we will. Asking for a friend is completely valid. Yeah, please send us questions. I do and I don't show. Everyone's going to be, I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Everyone's going to be anonymous mm-hmm. and uh, we will help you. Um, thanks for listening. And the only thing that I have left to say to all of you is you don't necessarily need an umbrella in the rain. (laughs) Just enjoy those raindrops. Enjoy getting wet.